hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. Welcome to July. It's a sad day. Is it? Oh, well, it is. Sad. Yeah, you're right. Our month that- is over. We're in mourning. Um, I wish we weren't on YouTube because I would say we're both wearing black, but only M got the memo today. Yeah, I started my funeral early. Um, really once, <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Um, June thirtieth in my family is an unlucky day. So <gasps> why? Ooh, I didn't know that. Tell me more. The family curse. Uh, <gasps> so we, I don't know. My mom just always told me, oh, June thirtieth is the bad day. June thirtieth. Well, the, bad the more day. you say that, the more it probably makes it true too. Which is so. I don't know if there were multiple family tragedies on June 30th, but I do know my great grandpa died on June 30th. Um, and I never, I never met him. He died actually when my, my grandpa was like 10 years old. So I never even had a chance at meeting him, but because of that, my grandpa always hated June 30th, obviously. And so he always just said like, oh, don't ever do anything on June 30th. It's like a, a cursed day. It's oh, an unlucky boy. day. And now and it's so just then created this cycle. It's, it, yeah, it's spread throughout the family. It's like a family. self-fulfilling We're... prophecy. Well, it nothing to me has ever ha- happened on June 30th. But I celebrate fucking wood. Hello, <laughs> we're not there yet. I do celebrate, though, because can apparently imagine, it's a family though, tradition. This comes out. This is scheduled to come out the day after. So can you imagine? Like, oh. we're, we're like, ha, ha, ha. And this comes out and everyone's like, oh, no. Ooh, actually, what? yeah, that does terrify me. If something me. happened to us yesterday, folks, um, don't blame us. It was June thirtieth, so I don't know if it just if, happens. If you we know? get canceled, it's just because it's an unlucky day. You know what I like to think too. I know it's not technically like Gemini season's over. I know we, I, or is it? No, yeah. it is over already. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But um, uh, yeah, June thirtieth for some other reasons got some bad stuff to it, and my mom actually <laughs> like had to sit with herself on it because she ended up getting married to my stepdad on june 30th oh that's right i did know that i was gonna say i feel like i've heard this kind of fun fact about you but it's because you told me about their wedding and i was like what a mysterious choice she's made to get married on her unlucky day the family was like are you sure are you sure you want to do this how bad could it go if could he leave you still together (laughs) they're still still together together. actually the wedding was fun and great 
not um, marriage, but dating. I think this is 10 years for them. So Congrats. You know, this is blazing my tenure as well. Oh, this wow. Month, you and my mom have something special in common. That's right. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to reach out to her on June 30th to wish her. I just don't want to get involved. You know what I, I mean? That's fair. Yeah, I'll you might reach wanna... out the day after just in case. Which is today. Happy July, everybody. <sighs> we made it. I hope. What, do you have any plans in July you're looking forward to? Um, we got some beach shoes, sandy tours, baby. If I know. you haven't checked it out, come see us, guys. We really we have a couple East Coast shows coming up um, this month, and I'm so excited. I think like now that we're recording this, I finally have done a couple of the shows, and it is just like so much freaking fun. And it's like I don't know, it's just been like really chill and fun. Well, uh, so I know you've got a DC show right around the time I'm supposed to head home. <gasps> so are you gonna if- go? I'm going to cry. I'm going to pee my pants. Out of fear? No, out of excitement. Oh, okay. Then yeah. Then yes. If it was out of fear, then no. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, I'm so happy. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my God. You just made my whole day. That's bananas. We have such different responses. (laughs) I know that. (laughs) If you told me you're coming to anything, I'd be like, oh my God, I think I'm just going to have to cancel the whole show. That's very, uh, very mighty kind, as my mother would say. Well, Um, I was looking at the dates and I just, I, I couldn't swing any of them. And then I felt really bad, but I saw a DC one and I planned on going to the east yeah. coast anyway so i'm just gonna use your show as about it I i'm just gonna use it as a, you. a reason to go oh so. my God, i'm so thrilled like you have no idea oh you just made my whole july okay so that makes me happy yeah oh good happy july <laughs> i i i hope that um july goes very well for you uh you as well em are you gonna just be chilling max and relaxing Technically, I will be put in the same space for, I'll be, you know, not traveling as much. Right, right. So, yes, but um, it's like a very busy month for me. I have the, my anniversary. I've got mm-hmm. um, a friend coming into town. Or no, when this comes out, a friend's already come into town. And then I have another friend coming into town. And then I'm going home. Because to see family and friends. Right. see family and friends. So um, And me. So I'm only traveling once, but it's like the long haul cross country thing. So yeah, that's a bit, and it's a big trip. It's not like a weekend. Like you're gonna be gone for a few weeks, right? Really indefinitely. I still don't know when I'll be coming back, but um, I will be recording from uh, the homestead, the whole homestead. So (laughs) (laughs) anyway, okay. Well, I hope everyone else has a happy July. If you you should understand, like you, I like can't stop smiling. I'm so happy right now. I am so happy. You've just made me so happy. <laughs> uh, you're giving me an ego boost by being so happy that I'll be near you. Um, I'm so excited. No one's ever been so excited for me to be in a room with them. That's very it's lovely. It's the same uh, venue that you and I did like years ago when Linda took a limo to the show. Oh, I could do, you know. You we could, could do a repeat. I could carry that tradition if you'd I like. I was and... just telling my brother because I, I was like, our DC show um, at this, at the, I think it's DC Improv. Um Linda, we we were in the green room. We knew Linda was coming. We didn't know the extent of her travel accommodations, a.k.a. the limo filled with booze and all her friends. Um, but so we were in the <laughs> green room and the security guy opened the door and was like, listen, I'm so sorry to bother you, um, but there's a group of, of people who just came in holding solo cups and, you know, we don't allow outside alcohol. Is there a way you want me to handle this? And Em goes like looks at me and Eva and goes, I'll handle this. Um, sir, I think that's my mother. Uh, that sounds pretty much on brand for something she would do so uh if you could just tell her to please get the solo cups out of here um she can buy her own drinks <laughs> and he was like oh it's your family do you need to, us to make an exception you were like nope just tell her to get those solo cups out of here. what a nice version of that story because i remember crying I backstage I, but uh... i know it was very very <laughs> stressful overwhelming for you so I, um i will say that was the uh that was the show where deirdre was our security in a juicy oh velour God. jumpsuit that's right so if you need me to bring pregnant cool Deirdre mom. yeah <laughs> pregnant cool mom Deirdre come on this time she is a cool mom so those hormones yes she is literally and those hormones will be on our side you know just like defending us yeah so um if you need me to bring additional please, security please I can do bring that. her if, you, if she wants to come only of course but I can also bring open containers of alcohol and then tell them I'm with the talent so they have you... to let me do it um, <laughs> and then I can pretend I don't know you it'll be so yeah. fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll be just like last time um just so... like old days uh ooh. So anyway, I hope everyone has less chaotic of a sum uh 
July as we do. I hope you're getting yeah. some good R and R. Just rest, rest it up. Just chillaxing, guys. And um, yeah. and other than that, we've get, just to kick it off for you, we have some good stories. So yes, and uh, Eva said M goes first this time, which is exciting. I don't think I've gone first for a while. Maybe it's been a while. Maybe it's been literally since the last time we did it this. It might but... be two months, but it's, <laughs> it feels like it's been a while. Um, and so you go, sorry, my microphone keeps falling. And I feel like it, every time I move, it makes like a fart. I keep on falling <laughs> Oh, my microphone love. can sing <laughs> beautifully, by the way. Um, oh. Sorry, it keeps falling and it makes like a farting sound when I fix it. So I apologize. That's me. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's M. Throw yeah. you under the bus. Anyway, so you go first, and Eva said it's like a, a summer smorgasbord, which is delightful. delightful. What a way to describe it. Yeah. I wish yeah. I had a summer smorgasbord right in front of me, too. Yeah, I as well. I as well. Okay. So this, oh, I already love it because we have a double pronoun writing in today. Hey. This is Nikki, who uses she, they pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And Nikki's title to the email is Psychic Dream University of Toronto Love Story. <gasps> what? Wow. All, those, all those words are overwhelming to me. I know. Well, so I did just cover the ghosts of University of Toronto. So I wonder oh, right. if that has anything to do with this. Yes. Um, okay. Hi, everyone. Longtime listener and second time writer. I heard M's story about the ghosts of UT and realized that I also have a paranormal psychic story about the school. This is a bit of a long one and requires some context, though, so hopefully it's worth it. About nine years ago, when I was 17, I started a minimum wage summer job as a ride attendant at a Cedar Fair-owned amusement park called Canada's Wonderland. Wow, I wish I was there. Oh, my. Haven't we read? Oh, I think maybe Zanny and I have read reviews of that place. It sounds Did you? Really I think so. It sounds really familiar. How were the reviews? Because I sure want to go. <laughs> I think it was a review where a guy... Um, like lost his kid and then oh. I don't, it, it was not sad it was like funny like I, oh. I it's, it's hard to explain but he was just very angry um so but I'm sure that wouldn't happen to you so don't worry you oh, can probably have a great time as long as I'm not like with Leona I think I certainly can avoid the <laughs> yeah. losing again um I started a minimum wage summer job at Canada's Wonderland about an hour and a half north of Toronto there I worked at a ro- as a roller coaster I can't read today. I'm I so worked sorry. as a roller coaster. <laughs> Good. Congratulations. I have two pronouns and I identify as a roller coaster. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. God. What's next? People I... are going to start identifying as roller coasters. <laughs> Is that what we want in society? Oh, now that it's July 1st, I do guess Pride Month is over. So I don't get to make the same jokes. Yeah. We get um, to just mock everyone relentlessly. I know. Now everyone's back to mocking me. Uh, <laughs> there I worked at a roller coaster called Vortex and met one of my coworkers, Beatrice. She was a year older, way cooler than me, and a million times better at her job than I was. <laughs> and within a couple weeks, I had the biggest crush on her. Ooh la la. For the rest of the summer, we spent a lot of time and got pretty close. Uh, but I was very aware of the fact that I could never confess my feelings because she didn't reciprocate and we were both going our separate ways in the fall for school. Uh, I was going to a school in Toronto called Ryerson University and she was going to move back to her dorm on the other side of the country at the University of BC. No. I really, you know, there is something to be said about a a summer love. And I think a... An amusement park summer, summer love. Loving. Sorry, my microphone's singing again. <laughs> she, I'm a roller coaster. She really said it's singing time. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm the karaoke girl here. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> There is something about a summer love, especially the the theme of an amusement park summer love just yes. feels so perfect. It does. It feels timeless almost. Like it could go all the way back to like Coney Island. Yeah. But like still works today. It's beautiful. But after some heartfelt goodbyes and several months into the school year, I had this dream. I was mm. never one to believe in ghosts, the paranormal, psychics, etc. But one night I dreamt that I went over to UT, which is about 20 minutes away. And was sitting in a lecture hall, room 252, and saw Beatrice two rows down from me. I had never been to UT before, definitely hadn't snuck into a lecture hall before, and didn't even know if a room 252 ever existed. But Mm. I felt some sort of psychic pull to it. So in the morning, I blew off my lecture and snuck into the university with a friend of mine. (laughs) 
we discovered that room 252 did in fact exist and i looked and it looked just like it did in my dream we sat at the back of the lecture hall as to not draw any attention to ourselves and two rows down there she was no I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me or something, but it turned out that Beatrice had transferred schools partway through the semester because what? she wanted to be closer to home. <gasps> she, she saw me and I uh, used being a photography major as an excuse to ask her to model some pictures. <laughs> oh, you are smooth all of a sudden. That, that's what the kids are calling the riz, I think. Oh, my. Uh, and the rest was history. I asked her to marry me at the roller coaster we worked Shut at. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious right now? And we're planning on getting married in the fall. And I told her about the dream about a year ago and about a year into our relationship. And even her sciencey engineer brain can't explain it. But we're both glad I skipped my lecture that day and glad she went to hers. Was she wondering, though, like why you were at a University of Toronto lecture hall? Like since you were um, a, a student there? Probably. It sounds like Nikki is cool with a little white lie. Can, um, oh, right. Can just kind of be like, oh, no, this is for my photography project. Did I mention I'm a photographer? I am yeah. seeking a model. Yeah. By the way, here's my camera right now. And, and we also, should take some pictures, but also, also not on campus because I don't actually go here. And <laughs> right, I'm, I'm actually being escorted off the property. Um, and also. I forget. Oh, right. She was saying that uh, they're they're a that she's a um engineering right yeah so i'm like you're like i'm a photography major in this engineering <laughs> lecture like, for i promise i have a good reason it's like of all the classes to like slip right, into you accidentally have be in. there's very little overlap there for you that's to... what i thought huh uh, well thank you nikki for that story do you what a, what a mystery do you have any stories like that where you have a pull like to something and you don't know why but it ends up leading into something great Mm, like a pull like um to a physical place mm -hmm. hmm, that's a great question do you well i think i do Ooh, what is it and what's interesting is i also remember the room number because it was <gasps> and it was so theirs was two hers was 252 mine right. was 257 no it wasn't isn't that the craziest what, what do you mean what is it it was the first day of college and i had some sort of feeling uh where i was looking at my i couldn't tell if i was in the right class or not or no it wasn't even class it was um orientation where like you had to go somewhere right. for they were just going to teach you about like you got into college and now this is what you're gonna learn when sure. you get here and i was supposed to go into a different room and they assigned me a different like they broke us up into chunks so we would there enough of us mm -hmm. would be in the same room and um, if anyone's from CNU, it was McMurrin 257. <laughs> but I wasn't supposed to be in that room. I was supposed to be in a different chunk of people. But I remember looking at that room and I remember seeing 257 and, it, and even remembering in that moment, remember the number to this <gasps> room because this room is going to be what changes your life. And I was like, what? The what? And I remember feeling like I had just such a weird gut feeling about it. And I knew somehow it was going to be like the long game like i was going to meet someone there who was going to kind of just take <gasps> take me on the right course and i ended up sitting next to my very first girlfriend <gasps> and because just the way that the butterfly effect works um it's not like she changed my life sorry if you're listening you do not totally it, it, it i in a nice way there's more to it on on top of that um but by being with her butterfly effect led me to my next girlfriend which led me to my next girlfriend which led me to moving to los angeles which led me to meeting you by the way which led to this yeah and well i thought I th oh okay i see yeah so i just and i know that could just be like yeah that's how just the course of time goes <laughs> but i remember just thinking like like i know if i hadn't met her yeah absolutely i would things would have not gone the way that they did right um there's just the only way everything else would have happened is if like I had the canon event of like meeting that one person and I wouldn't have if I didn't go into that room wow. and I know it's kind of like hippy dippy and a million people probably Nikki's partner who's in engineering could be like that's so stupid but no, I remember but also they did get married so if you had married that person <laughs> it would be a better story because you could be like and then I met my future partner my future spouse that's know? true but uh you know, it's it was just I remember thinking like this is going to put me on the trajectory I'm supposed to be on. I, and, I love that. I always vote listen to that feeling. 
Yeah. It was just a, even if it didn't lead to anything, I'll, I would still remember, wow, that was a weird thing to think about. I have to remember this room. I love that the room was so close to this one, too. That's weird. What about you? Do you ever have any, just any gut feeling where it ended up working out? Yeah, I often have gut feelings. I actually like, I feel like I regularly, if I have like two options, I just try to go with my gut every time. And I feel very, very content and happy where, with where life is. So I, I like to think that those, all those little gut feelings kind of bring you in the right direction um i also I like think, you know what i like about us too is that we've always had the same gut feelings about our own stuff and, and we it's always them. been right and we trust each other's which i love like if one of us says like i have a feeling about this we don't we just say okay yeah we yeah are on the same page then which there I are love. times there are times we've gone well then that's what we're doing or okay i'll stay the fuck away from Canceled. that too <laughs> right exactly like we we have had moments where even i was like so embarrassed but i was like I can't I don't want to do this I don't want to go to this place that we're supposed to go to um yeah I have like just a bad bad feeling and then Eva chimed in and said you know I also don't have a good feel so it was kind of it's you know it happens um even in times where it's inconvenient <laughs> but I think there's something really special about having gut feelings that you can trust but then to meet someone else whose gut feelings are aligned with yours is crazy because so true I never have to explain anything to you which is one of my favorite things about our friendship is like yeah we just our gut feelings ride or die with each other so true I don't think about that enough but yeah that's 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 huge um and I think that that's served us pretty well so yeah. I, well, I thank you, Nikki, for your story and the tangents that ensued. Sorry we made it about ourselves, as usual. Um, yeah, well. Yeah, well. How so- sorry are we? I said sorry. What am I, Canadian? Uh, <laughs> Nikki? How sorry are we really? <laughs> I'm a roller coaster. What can I say? By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w.com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So this is, oh boy, sorry. This is from Diego, he, him. And it's called Aliens in the South. Oh, I'm excited. Ooh. Oh, that's why Eva wanted me to read it the other story. Well, first Can- you got Canada, uh-huh. right? And yeah, that's a good point. Aliens. Um, okay. Hello, y'all. I just wanted to start off by saying that I love you both. You guys make the days go by faster, and I always look forward to your episodes. I work in IT, and when it's slow, I love listening to you both while I'm at the desk. Anyway, enough about you guys. Now it's my story. <laughs> Diego Finally. knew he would talk forever before say, we got to his story. He's like, he probably had a gut feeling his was next and we were just delaying it. Yeah. Um, he does say, just kidding. So we'll <laughs> forgive you. <laughs> I live in Texas around the southern point, And at the time, I lived with my parents in their farmhouse. We lived on about seven acres of land and were located somewhat on the outskirts of the city. Not in the middle of nowhere, but kind of in the quiet part of the town. It was giving very much Little House on the Prairie. Like, there is a Walmart and H-E-B around the street, but we lived behind all that, if that makes sense. Uh, So you get, like, best of both worlds. Like, Little House Mm -hmm. on the Prairie, but, like, oh, shit, I'm out of 
I need 45 eggs. Oh, well, Walmart's right down the street. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Um, moving on. My boyfriend would come over pretty much every day and would leave around 12 a.m. each night to head back to his house since we both had college classes the next day. One night in 2020, just like every night, he said his goodbyes and took off from my driveway and started his drive back to his house. No more than five minutes later, he called me in a panic, saying that there was what appeared to be a UFO hovering above the street he was driving on. Why? F. I love how he's like, I'm going to call my boyfriend. I feel like I would call like the yeah, national guard call? i don't know i don't 911 <laughs> i have no idea i'm no, the air force actually i'd probably call you or blaze like so i guess that's a fair point like i think in a panic i would just call you or blaze yeah um to, or maybe my mom i don't know i think in fear I, I just usually call my mom or at least in an alien situation i feel like you only want to call someone who's gonna believe you because if you call True. anyone with any authority i feel like they just be like no you didn't click exactly like what are they gonna do really yeah and then the men in black are gonna show up at your house like i don't have time for that yeah it's too messy too messy exactly to give a little backstory we are both entertained by the idea of the paranormal and cryptids but we understand that most of these tales are just lore but nonetheless we like to keep a positive mindset while also being somewhat realistic that being said when he called saying there was a ufo hovering in the sky it took me a minute to make sense of what he was saying As we were on the phone, he then proceeded to FaceTime me to show me what he was seeing, while also saying that I needed to step outside since it was close to my house. I'd be like, fuck no. (laughs) You record it for me, and I'll watch it later. Their gut feelings are not aligned, I don't know. (laughs) that's so true. That's so true. As I step outside, or maybe they are, because it sounds like he was fucking thrilled to walk outside underneath the UFO. As I step outside, I look out into the sky, and in the distance, sure enough, is this huge triangle-shaped craft with some lights slowly hovering away. That's fucking terrifying. From my point of view, it was slowly hovering away from my house, but from my boyfriend's point of view, it was just slowly flying down the street. It was not super high in the sky either, just about four telephone poles high. Mm. As we FaceTime, you can see the craft slowly over this busy street, having its flashing lights just flickering. I hope somebody screen recorded this. You guys got to screen record it. (laughs) Cars on the same road as my boyfriend started to pull over. I love that validation. And start to record this craft as it's just hovering, taking its time to fly in one direction. The weird part. Ooh, I just got goose cam. The weird part was that there was no noise coming from the craft. Just total silence. That seems to be how it goes. And I I hate it every time. I've heard that. And it's so unsettling. Like defies our planet's yeah whatever like, like whatever physics or yeah it's doing something where their technology is stealth mode every time it's so creepy especially when the thing is like right over you yeah <sighs> like I, I can't we can't get through a recording without an airplane flying over us but exactly. these people can just do it it's so can, quiet like, fly a football field above someone's house and make no noise <laughs> We thought maybe a drone or some type of military aircraft, but where we live, it would make no sense to have either of those objects in the air. Like, why would there be military aircraft in a neighborhood? As my Mm -hmm. boyfriend and other onlookers are stunned to see this huge craft fly in the air without any warning, it just stops and then starts to hover faster away now in an upward direction into the sky. I've heard that, too, that it just stops and, like, shoots off. Yeah, and that's, I, again, I'm not saying anything nobody, I'm not saying anything that we don't know right now, but there's something about like again defying physics where like you don't even need a launch off you just like the tic tac where it just kind of like went in directions that like physically we're not able to manufacture like ooh, (sighs) yeah exactly no more than a few minutes later it went into the dark skies without a trace it was super weird until this day we still talk about it my oh wait does that mean you're still together oh (laughs) oh my boyfriend got the firsthand experience and still mentions how quiet was quiet it was even though it was so close to the ground he also mentioned how in a weird way he could feel as if there were things watching from the craft i feel like for every way that they're able to cloak themselves there's always the sense that they they can see you like i feel the same way and it feels it it feels like that has to be intentional i guess that's true if it's intentional that makes more sense like i can't I can't sense your plane. I can't hear it, but right. I can feel your stupid your eyes, l- dumb little eyes be- watching me. Yeah, that's Ooh. that's like a threat tack or some a tactic. Yeah, of like yeah, I could cloak everything if I wanted to, but you're gonna know that I'm. But I can of see you. you. Yeah. Ugh. He also mentioned how, in a weird way, he could feel as if there were things watching from the craft, almost like watching from above. 
If you are interested, I do have a video of the crap. Come on, where is it? Why did do we have- start with that? Is it not attached here? Okay, Eva, is it attached? I'm going to scream. If you're if you interested. interested. Yeah, we are. Are you- Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I do have a video of the craft since I knew no one would believe what we saw. I began to screen record the FaceTime call. Excellent. Oh, come on. I knew it. Yeah, listen, I knew Diego and I had the same feelings about this. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad you were smart enough to screen record. So I began to screen record the FaceTime call as proof. I hope you both end up reading this and shout out to Eva, who, by the way, is now harassing you for that video. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Yes. Goodbye. Man. Okay. Well, Diego, um, I am glad to not be you. Let's be clear. Um, I'm glad to know you and not be you. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it secondhand. Um, <laughs> but I do hope you're okay. And I hope you haven't felt anything staring at you. Me I would too. be so paranoid. You know what's wild? Because a lot of times at night, not so much these days, I think I'm in like a less active place than the one I grew up in. But so many times in my life, I grew up with that ghost in my room feeling like something was staring at me, like its face, like our noses were touching. Yeah. The second I see a UFO that I never think about a ghost again, if I feel like something's staring at me, I'm always paranoid. It's the craft coming back. Yeah. Great point. Like they're watching, especially if it already gave you that feeling when you just saw the craft. Like I feel like any time from then on, you'd just assume they were back. And even if you were just like having like a day of anxiety and you're like, I feel like someone's looking at me, I would be, I would just now officially always. It's like every time you get that kind of hair on the back of your neck, like that tingle, you'd be like, oh no, are they coming back for me? I would live the rest of my life paranoid. Yeah. It's one of those things. I didn't mean to make you feel that way, but I guess more, maybe if it were more like a one-on-one experience with an alien, I would be convinced yeah it's one of those things where i think it, uh, you don't realize how insidious the trauma is about to be and then yeah until and all Emma sudden, and christine explain it to you diego and then you're like wait a second i hope up until this moment you didn't have that kind of fear me too i also hope we didn't just give you instill it in you yeah uh, okay well anyway thank you for your story the next one is from nolan he him this is the first time i think we've ever had two he hims in a row that you're probably right um that's a we, great point our demographics are not usually geared They're toward shifting, shifting, the shifting. The heat hems. Yeah. So this is very vague. Just says wicked cryptid. Ooh, and Boston? I don't know. It sounds like Kentucky is coming up. Or oh, Ohio. Okay. okay. All right. Your neck of the woods. Uh, I hope you're all doing well. Thank, Thank you. you. I have a story that is not my personal account, but one that has been told by my family my entire life, Mm. including my uncle, grandma, and great aunt I never met. My uncle knew I loved animals and cryptids even as a child, so he would frequently retell his experience whenever I asked, and this is what he would say. Our family hails from Kentucky and southeastern Ohio. Oh, Oh, southeastern Ohio. Yeah. Way out in the sticks, allegedly. And I, like, 19- I, I was about to say, I don't think I've ever been to that part of the state because it's like so random and out there. That's like how there's Virginia and West Virginia, but Western Virginia. Oh, is a different thing. Right. And nobody knows what's going on over there. It's the real <laughs> it's skinny like part. Kind of the out of, right. It's like just out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's kinda... We're just we're just like whoever that is, you're basically your own state. Hope like, you're having fun over there. Yeah. 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 Our family hails from Kentucky and Southeastern Ohio. And in the 1960s, my uncle and grandma went to visit an aunt that lived in southeastern Ohio, deep in the woods in a bermed house, a house that was built into the side of a hill. Mm. I didn't know that was called a bermed house. I didn't either. My uncle was young at the time, around 10 years old, and decided to go hunting for squirrels to eat for dinner. So Yum, that that's lets very you know, <laughs> lets you know where they are. <laughs> He had been gone for several hours and decided to stop for a drink from a small creek in a hollow. Wow, it just keeps getting more I'm southern. sorry, a holler? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> I feel like we it, might as well lean into it, down by the it, holler. Well, it says in a hollow, a.k.a. a small valley, a.k.a. a holler. Okay, there we go. Okay, see? He's on it. So Kentucky's rubbing <laughs> off on Christine, is what I just learned. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> After taking a drink and resting for several minutes, he heard a noise from across the creek that drew his attention. Oh, no. As he looked toward the noise, he saw a huge black form. Uh-oh. He described it as being massive, covered in thick black hair, <gasps> standing on two legs and long arms. The thing my uncle would always emphasize is how massive the chest was, at least four or five feet wide. What the fuck? 
my uncle never did estimate how tall the beastie i almost said bestie (laughs) Uh, (laughs) his new bestie my uncle never did estimate how tall the beastie was because before he could get a look at the creature's face my uncle bolted back towards the house hoping to find safety My uncle did not look back, and he did not hear any footfalls behind him. And unfortunately, the story does not end there. Oh, unfortunately for him, fortunately for us, there's more. That's the one, yeah. Mm. Uh, Later that night, after the sun went down, my uncle, grandma, and great aunt had eaten dinner. Uh, I assume no barbecue squirrel. Um, (laughs) Yum. (laughs) And we settled in for the night. Everyone was abruptly awoken to the sound of something repeatedly slamming into the side of their house. Oh, no. Oh, no. And your first thought is it's an an intruder. Yeah. I mean, mine would be. Yeah, for sure. Into the side of the house and then the roof. (gasps) So something's now on the roof and then the front door all at the same time. Wait, what? How long is this thing's arms? Yeah, right. The berm. The chest being at least four to five feet wide, that's a very small guess. It's actually a gorilla, like a big yeah, old gorilla Godzilla like- King Kong. Um, but yeah, so the side of the house, the roof, and the door are all getting slammed into all Ugh. at the same time. That is now like poltergeisty. It does feel, yeah. Then began the howls and screams and growling that were coming from every direction. Oh, oh my no. god. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, so there's this- like a group of them, presumably. Or, I don't know, maybe it's one of those, like, mountain cryptids where it's just, like, it just screams and you don't know what direction it's coming from. Yeah, the confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The situation continued to intensify, which inspired (sighs) that my great aunt grabbed the double barrel shotgun and sat (gasps) in a rocking chair facing the front door, just waiting for whatever may come. So scary, but so badass of your grandma. Also so Kentucky. Or, just like, or I'll just aunt. sit here and wait <laughs> with my shotgun. <laughs> but you come to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some point in the night, the activity died away and things became calm again. When my family exited the house the next morning, there was damage to the house and various things on the property. But worst of all, several of the, I'm so sorry, barn cats and dogs were dead and mutilated around the oh, property. Oh, no. Oh, no. So whatever it was certainly doesn't sound human. No. And it doesn't sound very nice. No. So like (laughs) if if you didn't have the house protecting you or your great aunt with a shotgun at the door. Yeah. If it were doing that to small animals, I don't. Oh, that's horrific. A lovely family story to pass on to child me, right? Uh a grandma, my grandma would refuse to tell me the story except to say that it was one of the scariest moments of her life. And my uncle will always retell this consistent story to me. Whoa. So I leave it up to you to make your own decision. But if you ask me, I think Bigfoot is real. I think twice before saying no. And I appreciate you all for everything you do and wish you many blessings. And don't fuck with Bigfoot's pet squirrels. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. It's one of those moments where, like, you can talk about cryptids all day long and be like, oh, maybe they're real, maybe they're not. But, like, something did damage to all sides of your house and killed mm-hmm. the barn animals? Like, that's crazy. That On the same day that you saw it? Yeah. Which also means to me that it's somewhat, like, intelligent that it yeah, followed it you back. Yeah, it must know how to find you. But how come it didn't just break down the door if it can, like, mutilate a dog? You know what I mean? Why, why didn't it just, like, flick a window and bust right? through? I yeah. wonder. I wonder if... Maybe it was just trying to scare them or. I mean, if you really, if it really didn't want you to mess with the squirrels, which I don't know if that's the whole reason, but maybe it was like, well, then I'll mess with your animals. With your I have, pets. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. That's uh, an uncomfortable story, especially being so close to me. I feel like I always think of Bigfoot as being up in the Pacific Northwest or like way out, you know, but uh, that's only a couple hours for me. I don't love it. Ugh. The plot twist is like maybe your uncle or great aunt, they were like, they ha- they owed money to some big people and it was just actually a group of people. But they were like, no, 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 it was Bigfoot. Oh. It was Bigfoot. <laughs> you remember you saw that furry thing by the creek? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. You were 10. No, I, I don't know what it is, but that all I know is that's creepy and I don't envy that experience. That Agreed. sounds really, really horrid. Um. Okay, so the next one I have is from A, she, her. And the subject is my dead. Oh no, my dead patient follows me home. Bye. 
Ugh, bye, indeed, and a government conspiracy. Oh, my God. Ooh. What a twist. Okay. Hi, I'm Christine Eva Geo, all petrified fruits and creepy cryptid connoisseurs. I am a 23-year-old nurse who wishes to go by A. I am team milkshake, although being violently lactose intolerant. Smiley face. Been there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have. I absolutely love your podcast, and it's gotten me through lots of long night shifts in the hospital. I always feel that I've got great company when listening to y'all. I've been debating on writing this in for a while, but I thought maybe writing out what happened would help me process these situations I'm about to tell you. I have two stories, and the first one is a long one, so I apologize in advance. Let's crack into it. For context, I've always had a connection to the spiritual realm my whole life. My mom has the gift of being able to hear and see spirits, and I can hear and feel spirits occasionally being able to see them. A few months ago, I was taking care of a patient in their last days of life. I had taken care of the patient the day before, and they had been expected to pass on the next shift. So I was surprised to come in the next day and see they were still there when I got into the unit. At the start of my shift, I stepped into the patient's room to tell the family I was there for them if they needed, and upon my initial assessment of the room, the spiritual vibe of the family was very uncomfortable, Mm. and the spiritual vibe of the patient felt really heavy with anger and resentment. Oh, no. Ew. Oh, I don't like that. I had been in the room for maybe 10 seconds before I noticed the red flashing on his heart monitor. The patient's heart had stopped, and they died right then. (gasps) What the fuck? Their family looked at me with teary eyes and hugged me as they said, Oh, no. Why? Oh, no. Okay, I'm just going to read it. Their family looked at me with teary eyes and hugged me as they said, They waited for you. They must have wanted to thank you for all of your care. But Mm. immediately, I felt extremely uncomfortable. So basically, died 10 seconds upon you walking into the room. And oh, it so felt like they were waiting for you. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, you know what? I think in a moment of intense grief, maybe you're willing to believe anything. Yeah, I get. Yeah, that's fair. Fast forward again to me being home that night and telling my husband about what had happened. My husband is not spiritual at all and told me not to worry. What a man thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. Indeed. Well, that night at about 3 a.m., my husband woke me up, asking me to check under the bed or around our bedroom for one of our cats. We kicked them out at night because they are hellions. He told me that he had felt something run across the bed and then heard something fall off of our dresser. Long story short, there was no cat in the bedroom. I tried to rationalize it and force myself to drift back into sleep. About 10 minutes later, all of the items, oh my god, on my bedside table and our dresser, slowly started falling off onto the floor one <gasps> by one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I just would leave the home and never return. Oh, oh my God. God. One oh, by one my is God. so bad. It's not like something bumped it and they all fell. It's like intentionally. Oh, like, loving the theatrics of it. It's like, if, so dramatic. <laughs> if you're going to be a ghost, you're like, um, we're not doing this without a little razzle dazzle. So... <laughs> I want to stretch this out as long as possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Um, I squeezed my eyes shut and flinched at hearing every item slowly hit the floor. I opened my eyes cautiously and directed my gaze to the corner of the room. A black, misty figure that was about eight feet tall with freakishly long limbs at its (gasps) side was staring at me. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I immediately knew that it was the spirit of my patient who had died that day. Wow. This is scaring me. I felt the anger and resentment from the figure, and I had no reaction except to tell the figure that I was so sorry. The figure stayed there for a good four or five minutes. Okay, on minute two, I'd be like, I need to do something. I don't know what to do except... I would be like, well, yeah, if I already said my piece and you're still there, I'd be like, so it's so been anyway, great. <laughs> yeah. it's been lovely. I think it's time we head out. I think what's we're that head Midwest to bed. thing where they like where they always I'm gonna joke, let like, you go. I don't know. like where they like slap their laps and are like, oh, well, 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 <laughs> well, I'm out of here. <laughs> I felt the anger and resentment and I had no reaction except to tell the figure that I was so sorry. The figure stayed there for a good four or five minutes, but ended up leaving. I've never had another experience like that. And I hope I never do. So that's the first story, but like, I'm like, why are they so mad at you? What did you do? Yeah, I wonder if. I don't know. Well, maybe because they're spiritually sensitive. Like, maybe because A is spiritually sensitive, the patient 
had the anger and resentment already maybe toward their family or toward like unfinished business in life and like kind of latched onto you like that that latched onto you because, because you're spiritually like, it, open and it like you needed someone to recognize it i mean i want to know if yeah. that thing ever came back or was I it just the, the one night well it said that they never had a, another experience like that oh. so yeah but again talk about like some insidious trauma because every night officially i'd be like it could happen again every time your hellion cat knocks something over i'd be like oh my god especially like people like you and eva where you're like oh if i ever hear a sound i can blame it on my cat it's yeah, like now now, now if it's my cat i'm like what the hell else is going on <laughs> exactly i blame it on the eight foot shadow figure Ugh. i wonder if it's like his anger and resentment like manifested into a creature like that you know what i mean it's a lot of anger yeah, well, so, I don't know. I maybe there was like a family thing, like a family yeah. something following the family. I have no idea. Oh yeah, maybe it was attached to the person, and then when they died, it latched onto you. Yeah, like it, <gasps> they, it didn't know where else to go, and it maybe just attached it to the next vulnerable Ooh, person. Ooh, that's spooky to think about. Anyway, whatever next story, you, whatever you did to get rid of it, well done, because it sounds like it never came back. It sounds like you had a very polite conversation, and it was like. Well, I guess I gotta go. <laughs> I'd be like, I look, I'm loving the energy, but yeah. this is just like not gonna work for me. The timing is not ideal. The theatrics are great, but the rest, yeah, mm -mm. yeah exactly. Okay, so this one's shorter. It says my second story. So my husband is in the U.S. Space Force, parentheses, yes, it's a real thing. For some background, my husband deals with some pretty serious and mysterious things that I don't understand and don't want to understand, quite frankly. So whenever we have serious conversations about things we turn off all phones and electronics in the house Ooh, i mm. love this already you connect the dots there anyways one day while he was at work i was at home alone making some lunch and listening to and that's why we drink because what the hell else would i listen to when i'm home alone and emotionally vulnerable lol in all caps <laughs> this particular day i was listening to the episode on the aaa tip what was that again the aeronautical some... We just talked about it in a recent episode. Uh, it was a -A I don't I don't I don't remember what it stands for, but I do know they were the Advanced the... Aerospace Threat Identification Program. There, mm -hmm. it, there it is, and they were involved in the Tic Tac. Yes, uh, yeah, right. I was listening to the episode on. Is that how you, how do you say it? A A A tip, A A tip. Maybe I I just kept calling it the A A T I P, but oh, I'm not okay, on okay. the Space Force. For some I, reason, I thought you had. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, for some reason I thought you had a cool name for it, but I might I was probably imagining that. A tip makes sense, sounds right, but I don't know. Um okay, this particular day I was listening to the episode on the advanced, you know, whatever, protection, no. You know, you you've heard the, it. Their their thing. <laughs> the A tip. I was about 20 minutes into M explaining it when I started to feel really weird for a couple of seconds but couldn't explain why. I'm so Imme sorry. I know, I'm like, I'm glad this is M's fault, not mine. Immediately after I got this feeling, my phone shut completely off along with all oh my god, all of the other electronics in my house and my electricity turned off. What? I did that? Wow, my ego. You're so powerful. Um, <laughs> I'm divine. Um, that's terrifying. And I wonder, my immediate thought, which I'm sure is not realistic, my immediate thought is that like your husband like heard and like pressed like a like the like the the emergency shut the off. panic button and was like shut it down, shut it down. My guess is that whoever he works for has ears in all the employees' places. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you would think if it was something I was saying that freaked someone in the government out, they would have already reached out to us and been like, that but maybe has it's to come not down. that advanced, like they know where it's from. Maybe they're just recording the audio on the phone and then they hear oh. an aeronautical whatever protection and alien or something. And it's just like, all right, code yeah. red. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, so... Uh, it says, even my Apple Watch that was on my wrist had turned off. I don't think I've ever turned what? off my Apple Watch. Like, I don't think I even know how to turn off my Apple Watch. That is what? bizarre. Oh, wow. This is very freaky. Um, okay, so she says, cue my absolute panic. Everything was dark and silent for about two minutes while I stood completely still, only hearing my own panicked breathing in the dark. 
in the dark oh god fuck me this is a horrible the power... i would even i would even wonder if like the like if there's an alien that listens to you and, and was just, like, like shut down all your yeah. equipment the power and my phone did come back on but the spotify app would not open on my phone as if something or someone was telling me i had heard enough about the aatip to this day i have never gone back to that episode and i'm not sure i ever will I'm sure it's an amazing episode. You can just skip to my crime part. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's an amazing episode, but maybe while I have a connection to the Space Force, I'll hold off on listening. I've got lots more paranormal stories all the way from a three-headed... Ooh, I wonder what happens if you listen to this episode. Oh. Because it has, like, your... I mean, it doesn't have your name, but it has, like the words like government, aeronautical, you know, whatever the hell. Um, maybe, Maybe it'll happen again. She's that's like, no, good, I don't want that. <laughs> that's a good experiment, though. Maybe listen to it like somewhere other than your own home or from a different phone. Great point. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've got lots more paranormal stories all the way from a three headed dog in my bedroom to a psychic stranger telling me about my future firstborn's life expectancy. I don't like that. I am I curious, but I don't like it. I don't like it, but tell me all about it. Yeah. Uh, and then wrote, but that's a story for another time. Love you it all. always is. <laughs> Aw, thanks, A. Um, thanks, A, and also sorry that ooh, apparently. That's rough. That's scary, M. I really wish there I had some explanation or like maybe it was during like a phone wide reset or something. I don't know, but that's crazy. Yeah. Can I ask for a story request, like a theme request? Yeah. Can you guys email us in, and I'm sure some of you already have, um, stories that have happened while listening to the show. And I don't mean that in like a narcissistic way, but just like, I'm so curious about like, whether it's like conspiracy-y, like government-y, or like ghost-y, you know, like you're listening to PTD episode, Peggy. That's a great, that's a great suggestion. Sorry, I said her name. I just, I wanted to say in case somebody forgot but um yeah i don't know just in case anybody's had something weird happen i would love to hear about it while they're listening to the show that's great i have um an aunt and uncle who were in the navy and they were in some like high classified something and i guess like it's i wonder if they've also had the same thing where like maybe there's always a recording going on Mm. in their house or something because i i do know that like they're they couldn't say certain things or he couldn't say certain things to his wife. The wife couldn't say certain things to him. So I, um, I wonder if there was like any actual monitoring, like about some that. surveillance as part of the job description. Yeah. 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 It must I, be. Cause otherwise shit would just get leaked so much more often. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. You know, it'd be a fun episode, hmm. uh, which we can't actually do. I guess we technically could as if you and I, uh, we're the an- anonymous writers and we just wrote our own experiences that we can't talk about on the show and we just <gasps> you know what i mean oh and no one would ever know that it was actually us reacting to our own stories so what if one day we did that but we won't say what month it is and we completely pre- like make up like names and pronouns for all the people <laughs> and write our own <laughs> stories down but we and then i'd be which. like oh this one's a double pronoun we love a double pronoun oh wow <laughs> <laughs> what a special okay. listener You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code 
code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, let's. Uh, this is actually our next one is from a baby, which I'm excited about. Aww. Named Joan, and Joan's story says, "I won't look out the window." Forget it. I mean, I won't either, but I don't even have a good reason to, which I'm sure you do. As of today, I'm never looking out a window again. <laughs> so, um, first off, yes, this is a pseudonym because I know people who listen to this and they can't know me. Is this your story? <laughs> Did you already <laughs> insert your own story into this episode? Maybe that's why I just pitched this to like, so yeah. no one would suspect <laughs> that this one's me. So I've grown up with lots of paranormal experiences. And one of the biggest things that followed me literally was my instinctual fear of looking out the window at night. Oh, no. It started due to an old family story, but came true when I had an experience as a kid. My window faced expansive woods across the road, and it was well known we saw and heard owls, and planes from the local airport and military post. But when I started seeing the weird light thing darting through the trees, I knew it was different. Oh, no. Huh. Mm -mm. Note, this was in the early 2000s, and there were no drones. What was worse was when I turned around and went back to cleaning my room, I got the feeling of being watched. Oh, no. This feeling stayed with me until I went across the house to where we kept my family's rosary and I was out of sight of the woods. Mm. Fast forward to last year, I'm happily married and living in the same region, but in town now. So not worried about seeing spooky nature shit just as much, uh, just normal ghosts and shit now. I got up with my partner to make them lunch and noticed one of the streetlights shining brightly through my front door window. Oh no. At first I thought nothing of it, Honestly, thought the town had maybe finally replaced the bulbs or something. But noticed the longer I was in the kitchen, the brighter it seemed to get and the heavier feeling I got too. When my partner got ready to leave, I asked if they noticed it and they said the streetlight was as dim as normal and asked (gasps) if I was okay. Oh, geez. When I looked at them, it was dim. The moment they left, though, it was back. Oh, okay. So they did see it normally but then the second the second pair of eyes wasn't there again it's like it's intelligent of like knowing that it has to like yeah hide from other people trick people (sighs) normally i go back to bed or at least meditate but that morning i had this feeling that i needed to turn off all the lights in my house and stay awake what the fuck and that if i fell asleep something would happen (gasps) Oh, sorry. Turn on all the lights and stay awake. I was oh, like, okay. why would you like, sit in that, that dark? That is very spooky. Okay. I felt the need to turn on all the lights and stay awake. And that if I fell asleep, something would happen. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know what, just something bad. I followed my instincts because I have learned they are typically right. And it was the weirdest feeling when I sat in bed with every light on, feeling like the air was buzzing around me and weighed too heavy to be normal, mm-hmm. trying to make me sleep. Ew, trying to make me Ew, sleep. Ew, so trying to make, wait, like waiting for you to fall asleep. Ugh, that's horrible. <sighs> I was 
almost late to work that morning because I refused to even step foot near my door until it was fully light out, and I have not felt it since. At least that. I mean, yeah, let's hope that stays that way. Ooh, oh my god, that's just so, to know that the, like, the air is staticky and, like, Ooh, it gives me heavy, shivers. and they're almost trying to sedate you to get you to fall asleep, and you mm. feel like you're being stared at. And, like, what is it, like, if you do fall asleep, then what, you know? It's like, and the you light playing imagine. tricks. Ooh, god, I hate that. Also, they ended it by saying they just tried Cheesecake Factory, and they see why we love it so much. It's fucking good, isn't it? It's fucking good. It's... Yeah pretty darn tasty darn good um but wow thank you for that and i and see why you also want to use a different name because you f- maybe you feel like they can hear you now too i mean uh, if they can see you you know that's that's not a a wild fear off to have. yeah it's not a stretch i guess okay well this is an, a scary episode that eva planned yeah i think and then also conveniently eva had to go because she had plans so she's Great not even point. here to She's not even listening on the other side anymore. She just like peaced out a minute ago, which we probably shouldn't even say out loud because now I feel like whoever's listening is like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. let's roll. Mm-hmm. Now we can say all, all we've ever wanted to about her and she'll never know. Uh-huh. Except oh, yeah. just when she listens to the episode. <laughs> oh yeah, she, she did an excellent job of picking scary things and then gotta go, bye. Yeah. Oops. Okay. So this is our last one, I believe. This is from Jalay, she, her. It says, hi, I'm Christine, Eva, and all spooky and citrus friends. Oh, and the subject is, I grew up at Massey College at U of T. Oh, wow. So That's... two UT people yeah, are wow. stories. Huh. My name is Jalay, and I loved hearing M talk about U of T in the most recent episode. When I was born, my mom was a junior fellow at Massey College and stayed to do her PhD there. Massey is just as fun and weird as it sounds, with some really impressive academics in regular attendances. I've heard Nobel Prize winners, well-known authors, and even former Bletchley Circle members. What's a Bletchley Circle member? We're about to find out, because I got Google right here. I got really embarrassed. I was like, even Bletchley Circle? How do you spell Bletchley? Bletch. B-L-E-T-C-H. Oh, it's a show. The Bletchley Circle. Oh, yeah, it is a show. Oh, it looks good. Oh, remember I said a bunch of shows filmed there? Oh, yeah. So maybe that's what they're talking about. It's a show set in 1952. I love a good period piece. Okay, Uh. I'm going to watch this later. And even former Bletchley Circle members speak at events there. As a kid, the former master's kids would babysit me while my parents went to the events held there. Wait, I just had a thought. What if Bletchley Circle was a thing before the show? (laughs) And now we're like, oh, it's actors from the TV show. And they're like, I think that's what it is, probably. Oh, sorry. That was so loud. Uh, Susan Gray, Millie, Lucy, and Jean worked together at Bletchley Park to decipher German military codes for the British military during World War II. Oh, and this is oh, so wait. that's just real. No, it's not. That's oh. the plot of the TV show. <laughs> what a head spin I'm having right I'm now. I'm so sorry. It said this is what Bletchley Circle is, but that's also the TV show. But I think hmm. it's a real thing. Oh, it is a real thing. War history. I'll go to warhistoryonline.com. World War II's female code breakers in Bletchley Park. Okay, so it is a okay. real thing. Em. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. You just spun us out, friend. Yeah. Uh, thanks, <laughs> we had Jalay. no reference. We had no understanding. So sorry. We're so ignorant. Um, it is my fault. As a kid, the former master's kids would babysit me while my parents went to the events held there, but I was always allowed to go to gaudy night every year. Remember naughty gaudy night? Who could forget Naughty Gaudy Who Night? We still have forget. to have a, a Christmas party to. about it. I can't oh. wait. Maybe As we should go. Maybe we should go to Canada come Christmas. Have go to the Naughty Gaudy Night. I don't know. Yeah, and talk about Bletchley Circle since we know so much about it. We have a lot of time to learn about it. <laughs> That's now. true. As a kid, the former master's kids would babysit me while my parents went to events held there, but I was always allowed to go to gaudy night every year and still go with mom whenever they offer extra tickets to alum and their guests. Gaudy night is pretty much as you described it. A festive holiday dinner and ghost story night. I mean, it's a dream. Come on. The former and current masters, now their role has been retitled as principal, still have us all gather around to hear new ghost stories each year. Usually they're pretty silly ones, but some are downright bone chilling. One of my favorites was one about a ghost dog that is seen in the quad every so often and used to be mistaken for the former master's family dog. Yes, I've also heard about sightings of Robertson Davies himself. 
In the stairwell, there's even a bust of him with a very shiny nose, as it's said to be good luck to touch the nose as you walk by. Oh. I took my mom to your last Toronto live show as she's a big paranormal buff and she was hooked. Wait, that's so nice. That's very sweet. Okay, get ready. She says that if you're ever in Toronto in December, she'll happily bring you as a guest to Gaudy Night. <gasps> I'm going to pee my pants. Oh, my God. We have I'm, an in. I really want to go, like, dead serious. We have an in. How fun would that be? We have to go to Gaudy Night. July, this is Antonia. It says at the end here, who I'm assuming is your mother. Please, please, we really want to go. That's so nice to invite us. I don't know why I got whiny, but... Uh, well, I don't know either, but I am. I understand. I just like, wow, how cool would that be? I just hope they're serious, you know. I, I really wonder how you dress. Like, how festive are we? Because it says gaudy, so in my mind, I'm dressing camp, costume, dressing jewelry, dolly. Yeah. Yeah. What if we show up that way and everyone's just like very <laughs> professional? We look like idiots. Everyone's in tuxedos, and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. She says that if you're ever in Toronto in December, she'd happily bring you as a guest to Gaudy Night. We'd both happily do a haunted walk tour with you around U of Toronto, too. The ghosts there are endless. If you're ever curious about another very haunted university in Canada, you should look into where I went for my first undergrad, the University of King's College in Halifax, which Ooh. has a special place in both our hearts, M. Sure does. Is one of the oldest universities in North America. It's burned down multiple times and even has a ghost cow. Oh, dear. So instead of boo, it's moo. Yeah, moo. <laughs> Always happy to write in again with more details there. Looking forward to hopefully seeing your next Toronto show if one pops up in December. Wow. We should schedule one for December. Jalay and Tanya. Wow. You know, we should just start, like, telling our... Uh... Andrew, we should start telling uh, our booking our agent, our Andrew, we should start telling him that for our tour, we just want to start going to places that other people have mentioned in listener stories that they can get us ends on because just free stuff. I would love to have a show at Massey College and then we can just like go to Gaudy Night after that, we wrap that's up. That's literally like the most Em and Christine thing ever. Like we just want to be part of like, so we'll just schedule the work around all the cool free fun shit we want to do. That's it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. I... I'm sure he'd be fine with that. So I think it's um, totally normal for us to do that. So <laughs> for us only. For yeah. us and no one else. Yeah. I feel so bad for everyone that works for us. They just have to roll their eyes at every m moment we have an opinion. They must just have to hold their tongue all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you everyone who wrote in your stories. If for uh, some reason this is your first time hearing a listener's episode and you want to submit your own story, you can do it at our website and that's where we drink.com. And uh wow just to, that's a good way to kick off uh kick off july yes and if you um have stories about something that happened while listening to the podcast or you know like something spooky like you were listening to i don't know something about ufos and your phone shut off or whatever i don't know i would love to hear more stories like that because that one was so spooky that's such a good topic i don't know why we've never thought of that I but i would love to i also part i would love part of me is like have we <laughs> but i don't so, think so i don't know yeah but if there's an episode where we're somehow involved in a government conspiracy and don't know it we would love to know thank you so much hit us uh, up <laughs> and i hope everyone has a great july we'll see you with more stories in august and i just uh you know hope everyone has is having a good summer Yay! So, and that's why we drink. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.